Welcome everyone, this is Sasha Moving Mountains. Joining me today is Ramon Martinez, a Ramon Wholesale Shark, best known in the social media world. Ramon used to work for people, now he teaches people how to work for themselves. Let go from corporate America, Martinez went from breeding English bulldogs just to make ends meet to running a multi-million dollar wholesale real estate company. Now he's giving back by helping others achieve the same success he has attained. Welcome to Moving Mountains, Ramon. Hey, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me. You are a self-made millionaire and entrepreneur. You are the founder of Wholesale Shark. But before you became an entrepreneur, can you share a little, little bit about your journey, how you were introduced to the work that you're doing today? Absolutely, absolutely. It's definitely a very intricate uh, journey. As I mean, I used to do a little bit of everything. You know, uh, My professional career started in the banks. I used to work for all the major banks, you know, doing some teller work, banker work, this and that. Simultaneously, I used to play in a music band, um, where that music band went on to record some things for several popular TV shows. Um, and, you know, at one point, I was working for a company out of England, uh, doing consulting work. And, you know, after a whole, you know, 10, 15 journey doing all those different odd little jobs here and there, I ended up getting fired for the first time ever in my life uh, while in New York. I live in Arizona. Uh, down on my luck, I you know, had to make some money, and you know, I noticed that we recently had bought an English bulldog puppy, and so I did the unthinkable, which was sell it and try to pay the rent. Uh, next thing you know, I said, oh, my God, maybe I can make some more, some more money doing the same thing, and I ended up hooking up with somebody, somebody that had English bulldog puppies, and I was just trying to help them sell dogs. So, so I went from being a banker, a finance guy, to now selling English bulldog puppies locally to survive while I was trying to find another job. Long story short, I went on to do that for two years, became pretty much the number one English bulldog guy in Arizona. I was selling dogs to the football players, the bas- you know, basketball players, the doctors, lawyers. I mean, you name it. I was the to-go guy. But after getting into some trouble with a person – uh, after one of the puppies got sick, I, I landed on television in two channels, and um, I was, it was like the worst experience ever. You know, I was the guy pretty much being chased down the park. What have you done? I'm like, I didn't do anything. Like, they I gave them a healthy puppy. They took it to the park. It got sick. And long story short, I gave them their money. Um, and then, you know, it, all that was a very bad experience. And I said, you know what? I need to change my life. Like, I need something else. I can't – I don't want to be on the news again. It was embarrassing for my family and – I'm like, okay, my brother recently had gotten his real estate license. So he said, listen, man, if you put in the same hustle that you've been putting into the dogs, into real estate, the sky's the limit, man. Like somebody with your hustle and drive and dedication can, you know, can really do something amazing in this field. And I said, okay, well, I'll give it a try, but I don't have any money. Like, how do I join? He's like, I'll pay for your real estate license. He paid like 400 bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I got my license. And, you know, then I was introduced into something called wholesaling, which is where 
you put properties under contract, you distress sellers, uh, and then you end up selling the contract to investors, you know, especially at the beginning while you still don't have too much money to work with. So fast forward, uh, you know, three years from that point on to today, you know, now, you know, life is a little bit different. You know, um, now we, you know, flying around in private jets, you know, have a nice Lamborghini parked in the garage, live in a mansion that has its own movie theater, and now I'm doing, you know, uh, real estate events that draw up thousands of people uh, every quarter from around the country. And, you know, it's been a, a wild ride, and I think, you know, my purpose now is to educate people and let them know that there's other opportunities out there, not necessarily just the ones that are, are we tra- we're traditionally taught, but, you know, other opportunities in wholesaling anyways is something that I'm, I'm really passionate about at this time. It appears clear that you've gone through professional transitions and entrepreneurship stems back to also who we are. What was your lifestyle and your relationship with life like when you were going from corporate America to becoming your own source of reliance? It was, it was scary. It was scary because, you know, we've been trained to have a boss. You know, we've been trained for somebody to tell you what time to go in. We've been trained – for um, you know, for for that steady paycheck, we've been trained for for um, for be, for comfort, you know, not having that that danger. And you know, after you know, 12, 13 years of doing that, all of a sudden now I didn't have any of that, and I just had to go fend for myself. But you know, when when that transition was happening with the whole dog situation, but but ultimately, you know, we were happy. We we were pretty happy as a family, and I always saw everything as a blessing. And I knew that what was happening right now was something very interesting as, you know, now my new job was hanging out with cute little wrinkly puppies with my kids. My kids were still little. And, you know, I'm like, oh, great. So I went from corporate America to now I'm hanging out with puppies and my kids are hanging out with puppies every day and we're making people happy. And it was such a, such a good time. So uh, we've always been very happy family. And no matter whether ups or downs, we've always found a, a way to see the silver lining in things, and we knew that we were sort of like in a transition period at that stage. You know, doing that made me realize a lot of different, you know, entrepreneur made me develop a lot of different entrepreneur skills. Uh, you know, running a, a business, even a, a, like that type, you know, scheduling and you know, finances and trying to keep everything aligned properly definitely gave me a lot of a lot of strength. That when the time came for me to go into real estate really helped, you know, impulse me that much quicker into, into this, this other world. And that's probably one of the, the reasons, you know, going through those struggles uh, definitely helped me, helped to catapult me into, into this other side with, with, with a, you know, faster, bigger force. In hindsight, from the entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, some of them encountered either being fired or laid off in corporate America. Do you believe that if that event had not occurred, you still would possibly be working another type of life? 100%. 100%. If I would have never gotten laid off. And now let's, let's make something clear. I didn't get laid off because of performance or anything bad. Um, I had been with that company for two years. I was pretty much worn out. You know, they, they needed me to be flying around the country, you know, selling things six days a week pretty much. I would always be on planes. And, you know, at the beginning was great, but after two years, you know, I would never be around my kids anymore. I was always gone. And they started noticing. They started noticing that on, on my 
on my personality that I was no longer, you know, the cheerful, happy employee that they once hired, and I get it. You know, I would have probably done the same thing. And, you know, I, I ended up telling one of my coworkers, oh, my God, I, honestly, I'm starting to get to that point where I can't take traveling anymore, being away from my family that much. That was the day that I was like, oh, as soon as I made that comment. But I think, you know, if, I would, if that wouldn't have happened, I would have probably still been with that company. I mean, you know, I was very successful in that role. I had, you know, signed up a lot of very well-known world brands in terms of, like, uh, card analysis. I mean, I don't know if I can name some of them, but I was very, I was very well set up in terms of, like, my achievements within the company. I had helped them establish a brand here in the U.S. They were, uh, they were located in Manchester, England. But, uh, but yeah, absolutely. You know, if that wouldn't have happened, I would have probably still been an employee there because, I mean, everything was looking very promising. You know, I already had established the company here in the U.S., so um, it, was, it was looking nothing like bright skies until that day came. But, but now, you know, I went from making, you know, what, uh, what a, a tenured person makes in a couple of years uh, to now making that amount of revenue in a month. So it's definitely, it's definitely the best thing that could ever happen to me. And I know a lot of people say when you're in that situation, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and I truly believe it. You know, like that might be the best thing that ever happened to you in your life, being let go like that. Honestly, I wanted to cry. I was in, a, in an airport in New York, and they called me to say, you're fired. And I was, that was the longest flight ever back to Arizona with the tails between my legs, you know, trying to tell my family, like, I just got fired and I have to sell the puppy that I just bought them to try to pay the rent. Now you're doing wonderful work with the teaching and training, and in fact, you have an event coming up later this month. What type of candidates are the optimal candidates that will benefit from your teachings? Because I'm sure even from a teacher's perspective, you know which students will succeed from start to finish, and those that have the passion, but they don't have the steam to actually actualize their potential. Yeah, the beauty about this industry is that pretty much anybody can benefit from it. I do see there's a huge correlation between struggle and, and, and desire and, you know, overcoming just like superheroes, you know, superheroes become superheroes when they go through adversity. And I think with this industry, it's pretty much the same. You know, you have people that have gone through some really tough times, lost their houses, lost their cars, and lost their life pretty much in terms of like, you know, their old life that these have. And I see that those people have so much dedication, so much passion that they, they get to, you know, excel quite rapidly. But at the same time, you know, you have people that haven't lost their jobs, that haven't changed, nothing has changed, and they want to, they want to branch out into other businesses. I've seen that those people are very successful. I have a friend that has a very uh, successful debt collection company, and he said, I want to branch out into real estate after seeing what, what you guys are doing. And, you know, all of a sudden now he's very successful in that, in that field. And, you know, so it's not necessarily for one type of person. I think, you know, anybody that, that has the drive and will to learn will be successful. You're assisting others with actualizing their success. What does success mean to you? Sure, that's a great question. Uh, for me, for me, I've always been successful. You know, like you, your success is, I don't think it's defined by money or by, or by things. I think success is, is being happy, you know, in my mind. If, you could, if you're a happy person, you already made it. You know, because a lot of people are chasing happiness. But happiness doesn't show up after something happens. Happiness is there 
whether you have it all or whether you have nothing. You know, like um, first of all, so I, I, whether this would have happened or not, I would. I always considered myself a successful person just because I was able to achieve that. You know, I had a pretty. Good, I've always had a pretty good, happy life with my family and kids, and you know, we've been able to um, be have the life where we could always be together. But I think once I started to have the other life where I would never be around my family, that's when I started to feel unsuccessful. So yeah, I was making a little bit more money with the company, but I was no longer around my family. And I think success is defined by having the ability to be around the loved one, your loved ones and, you know, being able to control, have control over your life versus somebody else having control over it. And, you know, now I think I've been able to become more successful uh, because now I have more resources to be around my family even further and do amazing things with them. You know, we just flew to Disneyland this weekend in a jet, took the kids for their first time ever, and they were all excited. They were laying down on the couches, playing. And, you know, like, for me to be able to magnify and quantify those family moments, that's what I consider myself being more successful. Um, and just using the tools and resources to make more of that happen, which is my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is not to make a lot of money, but to make a lot of, lot of memories with, with my family, which I think is, is at the end of the day was more valuable when it's all said and done. So to entertain food for thought, because you have been able to cultivate success in corporate America and entrepreneurship, do you believe the American dream holds more weight in the realm of entrepreneurship or the latter? Absolutely. I think the American dream, well, well first of all, it's, it's kind of like a difficult question because at the end of the day, the American dream is whatever dream you have. You know, somebody might have a dream of being a teacher, right? Like when I was growing up, I had a dream, you know, of maybe being like a math teacher or some sort of writing teacher. And, you know, if I were to pursue that and that's what I wanted to do and I would have accomplished that, for me, I'd be doing the American dream. You know, one, there's no such thing as the one dream that is the dream. I think the American dream is having the freedom of being able to choose something and then go for it and then make it happen. And then at that point, you, when you wake up every day and you do something that you love, uh, I think you've already succeeded in, in your version of your American dream. I think we all have different versions depending on what we've grown up with or seen or been, been surrounded by. Now, you also were born and raised in Mexico. When did you make the transition to the United States? Uh, so we, we have a brother, a younger brother that has some uh, disabilities. You know, he never was able to walk, never was able to speak. And so when we were very little, around four or five, they would bring him over to the U.S. for you know, get some treatment from some doctors here. We are trying to get him as much help as we could. And so at, at one point, you know, we, we made a decision that, you know, the care that he needed was here. And my parents ended up just uprooting everybody from Mexico and, that we're moving to the U.S. And, you know, so I was like around five years old, started going to school here, started, you know, um, in, integrating myself more with the way of life here. Um, but uh, at a very, very early age. As an entrepreneur hosting in-depth experience today, what are some of the lessons that you learned, whether it was about relationship building, making financial decisions, Anything that you struggled with, but you came out stronger on the other side? Yeah, I think, I think the one thing that I, I've struggled with the most is uh, information. You know, there's so much information out there that 
how do you decide which one is for you? You know, you can go on an information overload and you can, you know, drown in information. There's so much information about so many different things that it's very easy to, you know, get pulled in a thousand directions. I think, you know, being more narrow-minded in terms of find one, one industry, one niche, and learn as much as you can in that one topic, that one strategy would have definitely helped me quite a bit. But, but at the same time, you know, when, when, when I do that, I'm so curious about, what, what, you know, about all the other things out there. So I, I think um, information has definitely been a struggle to deal with because there's so, many, so, so much information out there that sometimes you might get analysis paralysis from taking in all, this, all these things that are being thrown at us on these different social media platforms. You know, because one day I might be an investor, another day I might be a fix and flipper, another day I might be a wholesaler, another day I might be a realtor, another. So it's very easy for you to be all these different people and then not be anything at the same time because none of the, you're not getting traction in one specific thing. You're trying to push all these shifts at the same time, and in reality, none of them are moving. So I think at some point being here, knowing the information that I need to know um, have, has definitely allowed me to to now you know run versus versus walk but at the beginning i mean that's just what it is you know you need to spend a bit of time really really getting the knowledge really hanging out with the right people if you don't have the right relationships around you you know you have the wrong relationships people that don't believe in what you're doing eventually you're not going to believe in what you're doing either you know a lot of people didn't used to believe in what i was doing all of a sudden you know they see me riding around in a lamborghini guess what they're doing now? They're pulling out their old notes that I used to tell them a few years back. You know, I used to do little courses a few years back, and, you know, there's definitely a lot of people that might have said, I don't know, this guy knows what he's doing. You know, but now I get comments from people like, oh, my God, I guess he did know what he was doing. Oh, and let me look through, through his old notes. Let me see, maybe a drawing of a, of a diagram of his strategy. <laughs> and so, so it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely good to, to get some of that confirmation from from life in general and be able to say to people, look, I guess I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> it's wonderful to share with people that you're able to manifest the life that you design and you have nurtured a long time. Now, with the training events that you host, are they multi-day training events? And you touch upon the value of information. How do you decide what information you're going to teach in these events? Yeah, so so right now we're just doing a, a one-day event. You know, it's very very condensed, very compact. It's a you know six-hour event. The way I designed it is, you know, I remember back when I first started out, and I and I would think about the things that I truly gained value out of, and what really helped me, you know, propel myself further. And some of that, those things were networking. So I said, okay, well, when I do an event, I'm gonna have a couple hours of networking because you know what, I could meet somebody that could allow me, you know, to do deals with them or we can have ideas and, you know, that's how big partnerships are made. I met this guy at an event, we started networking, we clicked, and all of a sudden, boom, you know, we're this big company. And that's how stories, you know, start a lot of times. I met this guy here. So it's very important. Um, and, and in terms of the information, um, I'm, I'm only including information that has been helpful to me. You know, I'm, I'm bringing in people that, that have been inspirational to my journey, things that I've, I've been, you know, surrounded by, things that I've been influenced by. 
And that's what I'm sharing at my events. I'm not bringing anybody that really hasn't had an impact on me because then, you know, it would just, I would think it would be a little bit of a waste of time for people. I'm just trying to show them what I, what I, what I valued uh, from, what I got value from, and, uh, and try to get them as much as exposure to that so that way they can leave the event and then they know what are some of the areas or who are some of the people that they're supposed to be interacting with in order for them to, to get their journey going in the right direction as well. Ramon, you also have a generous presence on YouTube. How do you decide what topics you want to touch upon? Is that a culmination of your advocates and your supporters writing to you? Because I know there are some videos that show you're doing live calls, you're sharing tips with people. Are there any moments where something may have gone other than planned while doing a live call? Um, yeah, so, so that, that's one of the difficult parts of this journey. Uh, you know, trying to find different topics, you know, because everybody's saying everything nowadays and there's so much content out there. And the difficult part is being original. You know, at the end of the day, I don't want to sound like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be me because at the end of the day, there's only one me and I want to have my own voice and I want people to say, let's turn to the Ramon channel. You know, I'm tired of listening to this other channel. Let's see what he has to say. So I'm always trying to give it my own spin. You know, I'm, I'm currently working on a, a small podcast uh, that we have, and we have a little segment uh, called Ask the Experts where we only give people wrong answers, uh, <laughs> which I think, it's, I think it's a breath of fresh air because it's more like satire where, you know, hey, how do you, how do you handle a remodel project? Oh, I just spend like crazy and I don't check my numbers, and at the end of the day I see how it went and uh, hopefully I won. You know, like try to make it so blatantly obvious that that's not the way to do it. But that, you know, some people might be doing it. So, so it's all about finding a different voice, something, something different that, that people might enjoy. Because, I mean, you know, there's, we do have the serious side, but, but it's also good to find that the, the silly side of some people know, look, they're still, they're still themselves. You know, they're not this super, you know, professional guy that changed and now, you know, he can't be himself. I'm always trying to, have my voice come through everything that I do and have people relate, you know, with, with that style. It is definitely a virtue to be able to laugh at yourself, especially with the high-pressure environment that you also coexist with. You mentioned about giving lighthearted advice and making it very clear what not to do. From what you have encountered, what are one or two things that individuals do once they get their real estate license and they end up self-sabotaging their ability to make progress? Um, one thing that I've seen from a lot of people that I started with at the same time, like, you know, three, yeah, three years plus, I've seen that they become professional students. Um, I've seen that they spend most of their time trying to learn. I see that they spend most of their time at events. I see that they spend most of their time at conferences, at masterminds that they're 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 professional students versus professional doers and that's one pitfall that a lot of people fall through or fall in because it's very easy and it's very enjoyable you know you meet people that are like-minded that love information and you meet them everywhere and now you become a little you become a tourist you become a tourist of this industry and you know three years pass and you see some of your friends doing well 
and then you're still going to little events and this and that, and you know whether you they know it or not, they've fallen into a trap of you know professional learning where now they're they're just learn for a living, and you know I think it's very important to yeah keep learning you know continuous learning is amazing you know I I read every day you know, but at the same time, you know there's a limit to the amount that I I can consume and that I want to consume because at the end of the day without moves, without relationships, without strategies, without actual, you know, the rubber meeting the road, like nothing's going to happen. And you need a lot, you need that rubber to meet the road, you know, for 80% of the day in order for your car to move forward. And a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just, they're, they're learning like if they were, you know, it was their first month in real estate when they've been in there for three years. So for a new person, I just got the real estate license. Yeah. Keep learning. But uh, but at the same time, it's more about action than throwing yourself into the deep end of the pool at some point. Thank you for stressing the action part. You have achieved your success by working full-time with what you do. What guidance do you have for those that are working their 9-to-5 job and they're thinking of transitioning to this lifestyle? Is it possible for them to invest part-time and achieve a similar degree of success, or do they really have to change lanes, make a full commitment, and then forge forward? Um, it's going to – I mean, it's possible to do it uh, part-time, right? It's possible to do a little wholesaling here, do some investments here, this and that. I know some accountants that are you know, investors, they buy a little house here, they do some remodels here, here, here. That's possible, right? But it's almost impossible to achieve uh-huh. – amazing results unless you put amazing work behind it. You pretty much get get out uh, what you put in. Um, so somebody thinks they're just going to, you know, just kind of tip their toes in the water and, and see some amazing results. It's not going to happen. It just doesn't happen like that. You know, this, this world is designed in, uh, for you to get what you put into it. If you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it, and, you, you know, you, you go to the extreme to where you're about to quit and you threw all this time, all this energy into something, you know, right before you're about to fail, the universe is going to say, no, you know what, you pay the price, here you go, welcome. Welcome to this new life. But unless you're willing to be that person that did that, it's going to happen. It happened to me. I was just talking to some people that came into our office, you know, they're, they're deciding on going all in on this, this real estate journey. And I was telling them, listen, man, when I was a year in, two years in, like, I didn't start winning my first year. I didn't start winning my second year. You know, it, things just started changing for me. When I was in my second year, it came, I, I still remember the day. I, I, said, I sent an email to my systems people telling them to shut everything down. I spent two years of my life trying to make this dream happen, and it didn't work. And I sent the. I still have the email. I'm gonna print it out and 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 hang it somewhere. And the email says, "Please shut this down. I'm canceling my membership for this. Thank you." You know. And it was on a Friday. And on a Sunday, I got a call from one of my salespeople. Said, "Hey, we just landed this deal." I looked at the deal, and the deal had like fifty thousand dollars in it that weekend that I quit. Like I don't want. You know, it's it's, it's interesting because I say, you know, I'm not a quitter, but after two years. And I was in the borderline of tears because it didn't work out. And I sent the email. That's it. 
you know, I can't keep going much longer than this. I sent the email. That weekend, that Sunday after I quit, we got that one deal where we made $50,000. And that same night after that happened, I sent another email. Hey, never mind. Don't, don't, don't cancel anything. No, 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 no. Just leave, leave everything how it is. Don't, don't, move, don't mess with anything. So I emailed. And from that point on, it just, it just started working out. You know, so, so you're, you, you need to be willing to, you know, some people want to, want to go to heaven, but they're not willing to die. You know, like, I was done. I, I had died already. I was done. I closed shop that day two years in. Nobody knows this, but I quit. I quit a year ago. All right? And I shut down shop and I have the email. Please shut my cold calling system down. That's it. And that same weekend, we got a deal from the leads that we had, $50,000 deal. I think it was like around 50000 That same Sunday, please disregard my previous email. Do not shut anything down. <laughs> Something just happened. So, so you, you have to be at that point, you know, like I know some people might not be able to last two years trying, but for me, my journey, my weird journey of not knowing and trying everything and took that amount of time. And when I was done, like destiny or the universe dragged me back out. No, you, no, you, you, no, you're not. You know, I was done. All right, thanks. You know, I guess it wasn't for me. I'm not the guy. Thank you. And the universe pulled me out of that hole. It dragged me out, and it threw me into a Lamborghini and a mansion and jets. And so if that's not a miracle, when I have the email written, timestamped of when that happened, and all of a sudden I have the other email going out, never mind. You know, that, that's, pretty, that's crazy. I think at that point the universe was saying, all right, you paid, your, you paid the price, man. You paid the price. It was trying to test me, like, how much are you going to take? Like, how much pain do you take? And it wanted me to quit first month, second month, sixth month, 12 months, you know, 16 months. It wanted me to, it wanted to, it was just testing me and testing me and testing me. How much more crap can this guy take? And year two, I said, that's it. That's it. I, I'm, this is where I quit. This is where I get off. And, and then it's the universe that same weekend, no, you're not. And it brought me back in, and I, I get chills. Like, it's incredible. Like, right here, just sitting here, it's like, I remember. It's incredible, you know. I'm like speechless. I love hearing stories like these because it not only shows how humbling it is, but I'm sure that there's nothing in life that you take for granted because you know what it is for paying the blood, sweat, and tears. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's hard to put into words, just this huge... You've been put through, like, torture, you know. It's like real-life torture of, you know, life telling you that you can't. And then all of a sudden, like, it works out. It just uh, is very hard. It's very hard to process. And and that's why now I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to maybe show somebody else out there, some other Ramon out there, that, you know, there's there's definitely a way. And you are living proof of that. And as we start to wrap things up, what exciting events are you working, traveling, that sh- people should keep an eye out on? Well, people can go to our website, uh, wholesellersharkspresent.com. That's our website where we put up all the events. Uh, right now we're only in Arizona. You know, we're doing one of these events quarterly. Uh, they are pretty big events. You know, we already have 1,000 people registered. We, have, we had 1,200 people show up two months ago to our last one. Uh, people are flying in from all over the country, literally all over the country, New York, Chicago, California, 
Minnesota. I mean, I just there's so many Texas. I mean, people are just flying in everywhere to come to this event. And, you know, now we have this event coming up October 23rd. We still have a couple of tickets left. I think we have like 50 tickets left until we reach the 1,000 ticket mark. Um, so if people want to come check that out, that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, wholesale Sharks Present Singular dot com wholesale sharks present dot com or just follow me on social medias you know just go to wholesale sharks on Instagram um, and other mediums and all that uh, they could get a glimpse of the wacky interesting journey that we're living um, and you know we're just just embarking on recently and is there any one action item that you would want prospective entrepreneurs to take starting today one action item yeah, you know, uh, it's really it's really interesting question because I mean there's so many there's so many things that they could be doing. Um, I think I think they have to make a decision on what they want and what's more important to them. You know, like for me, my there was nothing more important than this thing working. You know, and I didn't I I sacrificed so many things for it. You know, I even sacrificed my health, you know, which is one thing that I regret. And now, luckily, I'm starting to get back, you know, and this and that. And I'm starting to design my life, you know, including health and all these things with it. But when I say I went all in on this dream, like, my health took a toll on me. Like, I was stressing, you know, my back, my leg, my everything was just, I just went 100%. And, you know, that was my journey. I know it could be done other ways, you know, where you encompass a little bit more everything. But just for me, I was sleeping, eating, breathing this, this one dream. And, and you know, uh, I think that's something that I'd recommend for entrepreneurs. If you really want something, you have to eat, sleep, you know, drink uh, your dream all day long, 24 hours. Let it consume you until you make it happen or until you're ready to give up. Which, who knows, by then, something might happen like what happened to me. Very wise self-care does come as a priority. Thank you for sharing a slice of your entrepreneurial life on Moving Mountains. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sasha, for it. Uh, definitely one of the best ones that I've been on. It's been a pleasure. You, you're awesome.